Yo, everybody, thanks for tuning in. Um, we're just rolling along with these episodes. This, this podcast is featuring uh, a Detroit hip hop slash soul R&B. I don't know what you want to call him. Artist. He's an artist from Detroit, Michigan. Which, for you St. Catharines folk, is so freaking close to us. Um, I have yet to ever make it over there, but it's three and a half hours away. And Detroit is like... Techno music started in Detroit. Uh, as far as hip-hop artists, you got Big Sean, Danny Brown, Jay Dilla, Slum Village, um, Eminem, D12, um, Proof, obviously part of that camp too, and... Who else? Just like so many underground artists. Uh, Elzai, we got Dej Loaf, um, and Chavis was, um, I found Chavis through some Danny Brown stuff, and he's just one of those underground artists that you, you just can't believe has not popped even more than, than he has. Um, Vocal tone, crazy, original, just raps, just wild, fast raps, but words that start and end in consonants, not just easy to fast rap words. And I started sending him beats, and uh, so far we've done two tracks together. Um, one of them was on my uh, Darius uh, album uh, with Early Mac and Low Sport, and then another one recently was uh, in a Super King, another Detroit artist. Um, probably put that song in the background here so that it's playing. Um, yeah, so. Chopped it up a little bit. Um, find his music on iTunes. He's got Call of the Wild from a couple years ago, and then he's got Sang for Me, um, which is a lot of more soul kind of stuff. Um, I don't know if he even raps on that whole album. Um, yeah, the production's just crazy too. A lot of local Detroit people and everything, and um, it was just cool to get a perspective of kind of the game in Detroit and um, where he's from and how he got started in music and all that his inspiration and everything um, he's from 7 Mile so you know you know the movie 8 Mile like right by there and um, yeah I think he's from where Slum Village is from uh, near Conan Gardens maybe if I'm not mistaken whatever the, I don't know what the neighborhood's called but anyways Here's my podcast with Chavis Chandler. Let's go! Since the day we fell apart, it's never been a sign for me. Oh, yeah. I said I never change on we. I look in the mirror, shame on me. Baby, won't you sing for me? Tell me whatever is on your heart, baby, sign for me.
Mr. Derek Vienhoff. He's better known as Deke. Drinking liquor with DJ Deke, we out laughing. Yeah, Deke. What up, though? What up, though? What's going on, man? How you doing? I'm good. I'm well. I'm uh, cold up here, you know, not much farther than where you're at. I'm sure it's cold there, too. Yeah, fuck outside. I just came back from downtown and shit. I was just low-key looking at Canada. Yeah? What's it look like right now? Is it flashy at all, or is it just, like, in the distance? No, that shit close to us. We we real close to y'all. Like, if you look across with binoculars, you can see people. Right. <laughs> right. That's crazy. Yeah, where I'm sitting, looking at Toronto is crazy because you can see the CN Tower right across uh, Ontario, Lake Ontario, right? That's cold. That's cold. Yeah, because I'm uh like from downtown Detroit, we can see Caesar Palace and shit. Where's that? Caesar Windsor? Palace, Windsor. Yeah, Windsor. That's the casino, or what is that? It's the casino. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, I never, I never actually been to Windsor. I should go down there. Yeah, you know, that's like, see, Windsor, bro, if you come to Windsor, you might as well come to Detroit. Yeah, see, I... Because, you know, it's a shuttle bus that takes you from Canada to Detroit. Yeah. And back. Yeah, I, I can't get in there for a, a few more years, but <laughs> one day. Why not? <laughs> oh, I had something back in the day. Uh, I had a charge when I was 19. I, like, if you search my name, this sucks because it, it comes up as, like, sword-wielding man. <laughs> That's sweet as fuck, bro. That shit awesome, dog. You should tell motherfuckers that. Bro, I carry swords all the fucking time, dog. And like, hey, that shit is hard, cuz, for real. It was one of those situations, you know, like, you don't really need swords up in Canada as much. He said if you look this nigga name up, it'll say sword-wielding man. That's what it say on his record. (laughs) That's so fucking cold. I'm so jealous. That's not on my record, and it's on yours. (laughs) Well, maybe we can trade. Yeah, no. Oh man, should I got a should I got a gun felony? We can switch. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll be better off with that. I'm sure. <laughs> I got a I got a gun felony and I got a drug felony. Is you that... look way cooler than me. <laughs> well, what is that? Just a byproduct of Detroit life? Like, is that just a thing that's necessary sometimes? I wouldn't. No, man. Like. Yeah, really. Uh, like you know, I grew up on the east side. I grew up on the east side of Detroit. Like seven mile area and shit like that's like one of the worst areas in the city and shit to grow up in it's called the red zone because mm-hmm. like that's where like that's where most of the crime and shit happened there not because we don't gang bang here like ain't no ain't no real gangs in detroit right it's, it's way it's way more it's way more crucial because every block you go on is a different set every every neighborhood you go in claiming they block so it's like right Every couple blocks over, it's a, it's another gang of motherfuckers over there that's like trying to hold their shit down. You know what I mean? So, huh. yeah, like really, like this a city where a gun is necessary. It's got to be a part of your outfit, right, man? I mean, uh, it's like such a stigma. And it's like when I when, when I got when I got in trouble, I was younger, so I was probably like I was probably just turning twenty one. Yeah, yeah, I was nineteen uh, when my thing happened, so. Yeah, I was like, I had just turned 21. I was uh, actually, like, on foot and shit. I forgot I even had my gun in my book bag. Mm-hmm. Like, I had it in my backpack because I usually have it on my hip. But I didn't want to walk with that shit like that. It just was too heavy. And then you tearing holes in my pants and shit. <laughs> so, like, I was walking and shit. The police rolled past me. They backed up. They stopped me and shit. I knew I was still good or whatever. Can you uh, that out? Um, but I knew I knew I was still good or whatever. But it was just that they was racist, bro. As soon as they got my ID from me, they had it in their mind they was gonna arrest me and shit. So they found like three pounds of weed in my bag. Mm-hmm. I was uh, I had just left like the grow house and shit. Ah uh, yeah. <laughs> like niggas had found like three pounds of weed in my bag and my Glock. That bitch was fully loaded. So they they started tripping and shit. They (laughs) threw me in the car. They ain't do nothing crazy. I don't let motherfuckers do nothing crazy to me. I actually just had a run-in with the Detroit police like two days ago. Okay. 
they've been on some bullshit. They was actually looking for people guns. That's what they really doing because a cop got killed at the college down here and shit. Oh, okay, shit. At Wayne State. Motherfucker got his ass killed and shit, so they've been out here kind of hot. Like, they rode up on us yesterday like two cars deep. Jumped out the car like, what's going on? I'm like, what the fuck going on with y'all? <laughs> they stopped right where they was at and shit. Started asking questions. I'm like, I ain't telling y'all shit. Until y'all tell me why y'all rode up on me like that. I don't like people riding up on me late at night. Yeah. So they, so they sitting up here talking and shit. The white cop being a bitch out of everybody, of course. So I'm like, man, get the fuck away from me. I ain't talking to you. I'm talking to them. So like, he's like, just give me your ID. I'm like, man, I'm not giving y'all shit. I don't know what y'all are looking for. I don't even know y'all motherfuckers. I don't care if y'all the police or not. I don't know y'all. Y'all rolling up on me and shit. So like... They like, yeah, uh, the one cop just stopped. Like, yo, we know it's not you. We know it's not them, so let's just dip. So they still fucking with us. I gave them my ID. I put my hands on the car. The fucking white cop wants to say, you can take your hands off the car. It's already dirty enough. I'm like, you fucking dirty, you fucking pig. Bitch, I ain't dirty. Mm. Mm. Well, it's but, like an extra level of aggression. Yeah. Push come to shove, though. They didn't never fucking search us. Because I ain't let them motherfuckers. Because we not doing shit. We not committing no crime. Y'all have no probable cause to be touching me. So get the fuck away from me. I don't play that shit with the cops. I don't give a fuck. I'm not scared of y'all. Nigga, we used to beef with the police when I was in high school. Fuck right. the police. Right. I mean, Jay Dilla, fuck the police. NWA. Tupac. These guys are. These guys were, you know, shedding light on a real... A real you know, attitude that's prevalent, right? A lot of people outside of the hip-hop... It's hip -hop. not even, like... It's more so of a lot... Like, bro, like, a lot of the shit in hip-hop people will never understand because, like, they understand it to a to an extent, but never fully because, like, that shit ain't even, like, what people around here want. Like, like motherfuckers like me, dog, I would rather not ever carry a gun. Mm -hmm. But it's, like, where I live at, it's like, shit, you got to. Yeah, it's either you or the it's either you or the next motherfucker. It's not like that everywhere. Detroit actually completely different than it used to be. But motherfuckers don't be going to the hood for real. People be saying they visit Detroit. Yeah, they go downtown and shit and all that shit where it's festive. But you will never catch a motherfucker going to the east side or going to the west side just to chill. Mm. But like. You got to know somebody. If you knew somebody, it'd be different. Say, for instance, you came to Detroit. You would come to the east side to chill with me. Mm -hmm. Nobody would fuck with you because you're not from here. Mm -hmm. Like, we don't like people in, like, this is not a city where people fuck with the out-of-towners like that. You know what I mean? Right. You got to actually know somebody or be into some shit for a motherfucker to even really pay attention to you. You can't just be and a like, tourist. Yeah, and it's like, it's not really like a fashion-forward city either, so I stand out. A lot of people here stand out. Yeah, we, we like our our scene is split in half between between like street rap drug dealers drug dealers in real life and hip hop cats who really do the hip hop shit to the hundred percent. Yeah, I, I wanted to ask you more about that because that's what's so interesting being a fan from uh, the outside looking in, like the different the different styles and crews and where they where they meet and where they don't meet. And like I I hear of you talking about uh, Blade Icewood and guys like that. Yeah. And then I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm familiar with like BMF and all that situation a little bit. You know, the Big Meech and uh, how Jeezy came out of that and different things. Uh, you know, there's, I mean, there's an endless list of artists, but it's so crazy trying to pay attention to the Detroit scene from an outside uh, outsider's perspective like that. Yeah, because like when you when you get in like people like the new cats or whatever that's coming out, like a few of the cats in the past, like you know Blaze, XL Simon, like cats like that. Those is like the everyday Detroit people. Mm -hmm. Those is like they they really showing you the Detroit lifestyle on an everyday basis. Like this the only city in the world that's like every day is a music video, bro. Motherfuckers ain't gotta try to do shit. Mm -hmm. You will get the best you will, you will get the best footage of your life coming to this bitch, just seeing us live our lives. And that's like a lot of the shit that's why a lot of people in Detroit feel like a certain kind of way about the industry because a lot of the shit that the people doing in the industry, they biting off straight from people from Detroit, and they're not giving us no credit. Like, like the term "boss up" came from Detroit, and not everybody in the world say that shit. Blade Icewood coined the term "boss up." 
Okay. Because it's a Detroit classic song called Boss Up and Get This Money. Okay, yeah. And the hook just be like, boy, boss up and get this money, would you? Boss up and get this money, boy, boss up and get this money, would you get this money, get this money, nigga? Yeah, it's like some real, like, street-like shit. Because like, mm. the niggas like Blade Icewood and, like, all them niggas, they was really hustling, you feel me? Like, mm-hmm. they was really hustling, everybody knew them in the streets. Everybody knew them, like, more so because of, like, their respect in the streets than they rap. But on the other side of the shit, it's like you got us and you got like Royce and you got Caniva and Denon and you know what I'm saying? You got Big Sean and like, you know, cats that's like yeah. more lyrical. Uh-huh. We grew up we grew up in the same environment and closely around a lot of those artists, but it just influenced us in a different way. We we our approach is more artistic with it, mm-hmm. so we still speaking and letting people in on the story of Detroit, but we doing it on the from a standpoint that people who are more so like, you know, uh, how would I say this? Um, knowledgeable or you know like, sure, book savvy or some shit like that. Like yeah. you know the kind of people who actually read literature and shit can relate to our shit. Yeah, I mean you're always shouting out like different. Uh... I don't know, Japanese artists and like, uh, I don't know if I don't even know half the names you're shouting out. Sometimes you're like, they could be fashion designers or whatnot. You have like different influences piled in there where you talk about, um, these other artists might just have more of a strict like storyline of what they're doing, like their kind of life. But you're, you're adding like different rhyme schemes and, and multi-syllable things or like just, just more intricate things to it. There's a bit more of an artistic flair to it. Right. Yeah, man, I can't wait to I can't wait to drop this new album I'm working on. I've been I've been finished with it since last year. So that's 2017 man, like, for you. Is it is the album dropping? Yeah, man, it's really uh 2017 for me is really gonna be me hitting them hard, man. With this new album, it's 13 tracks. There's no features. Mm. I'm really like taking it back to my roots and shit, and like letting people in on my life a little bit more because I'm I'm more of a mysterious artist than most. You don't really see a lot of videos of me on the internet in the studio recording or shit like that. You know what I mean? So it's like I'm really trying to show people a different side, like let people in a little bit more onto what it is that I'm offering to the game. Right. Uh, that'll be exciting, yeah, to see you open up a bit more to, to stuff like that. I mean, you, you already got a crazy catalog, but it's it, a lot of the world hasn't gotten the chance to, to hear it all yet, right? I need all of you corny motherfuckers to stand in a single file line and learn a thing or two about style. All these rhymes got me feeling untouchable. Niggas can't stop me. Dog, what you hating for? Knowing you gon' jack me. I'm gunning for the top spot. Yo, bitch trying to top me. Off in the car for heavy on the exhaust. I'm never exhausted. I put circles around niggas that get exhausted. The same ones talking that bullshit. It's often said I got an unorthodox style. But the South Hall that I'm from will knock your ass out. Plot out. Nigga, that's word to JG. Swear to God, all the shit niggas dropping just ain't sweet. My style suplex niggas like Saint Keith. Shinnaku Hadouken, bitch, I really do this. A songwriter that's most known for my street fighting. I'm constantly for these niggas thinking they Mike Tyson. Responsible for the niggas you think the champ. If you put a jab on it, bitch, you know it's gon' jam. You know I'm about to fuck the game up. Don't you? Hated it first, but now it's all love. Won't you? I'm iced out at the top. You just a fucking coaster. I know my clothes look good. Now these niggas want it. I'm still a seven mile nigga from Conan Gardens to area of Detroit where niggas was really artists. A young nigga getting paid in all hundreds. Four chains, gold watch, and frames. I won, bitch. The only time I talk that cash yeah, is when I know I really have it. Hey, yo, Chav, you don't never put on no wax shit, cause that's just not in my fabric. Hey, yo, my man's where you get the kicks, <laughs> nigga, you'll probably never have them. I got a plan, what's on your list? Styling on these hoes in an orderly fashion, orderly fashion. Styling on these hoes in an orderly fashion, orderly fashion. 
Nigga, I'm styling on these hoes in an orderly fashion. Some of them try to rhyme, but they can't rhyme like this. Some of them try to rhyme, but they can't rhyme like this. Some of them try to rhyme, but they can't rhyme like this. Some of them try to rhyme, but they can't rhyme like Some deep tracks, like just all kinds of shit. You do like every kind of beat, like I... You know, I hear a beat sometimes, play one of your tracks, and I'm like, it's something totally off the wall. But I'm like, yeah, okay, I, can, I understand. Like, he can get on anything, basically, right? You got these fast flows like that. Well, the first thing I saw of yours was the uh, the Bruiser Brigade um, video. I think a lot of people found you from that. But it really blew my mind, and we used to play it all the time. Like, it's just you, the way you step up there, and you just like... I don't know that whole verse that you dropped there. It's just nuts. You got the it's the fastness, it's the lyrics, it's the gritty voice, the whole thing, right? Yeah, man. And it's like I'm just like like that's like I'm always been my whole approach to the game. You know, just be fearless in what you do. Make motherfuckers fear you. You don't want to. It don't. It don't never supposed to be the other way around. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you know, like just with my whole my whole stance in the Detroit hip hop game is really to really come and solidify a spot for us in the industry this year because i don't feel like nobody has really done that right like like and that's no disrespect to none of the artists that's out there and none of the people i worked with but it's just that i don't feel like nobody has really put their foot down in the game and like left an imprint Mm -hmm. to the point where it's like okay this is detroit for the young cats and this is what they stand for you know what i mean right is it a movement called the young what young detroit what is that a people uh people uh nah not really i don't really i wouldn't really say that it's just a lot of cats now it's a lot of new artists coming out of the city that's younger than us like okay a little few years younger 18 19 and shit so right it is a it is a a gap it's a separation of the generations or whatever because like the people who was coming up in like 2008 2009 when we was all in detroit rocking we was more so getting influenced by the older cats like royce and all of them so we still got those same morals like we still really hold hip-hop to a high standard and making people have to work yeah and actually put out substantial music that's actually going to be shit that people can live with shit that people can live, listen to every day and get themselves through something they're going through. That's the whole thing with my music. Like, yeah. is just to get, strip myself completely bare down to no armor and be on the same level as every other human being, but still surpassing niggas with my music to the point where it's like, it's so honest, it's undeniable. Like, I feel like my music is undeniable. Right. It's, it's uh, connecting with people like that. That's how you connect with them. I mean, with the masses and stuff, right? Is you, you kind of have to bear all as a creative, like. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, man, like who, who, what better, what better person to beating yourself? Yeah. Who could tell your, who could tell your story better than you can? Hmm. I mean, yeah, that. Man, but and, like that's like that's just like my whole thing, like with this whole hip hop shit. I'm not in it to try to beat like the next best nobody. I'm just in it to be like the, the first and only Travis Chandler. A lot of people going, you know, like greatness attracts greatness. So of course people are influenced by different music and different things. But at the end of the day, you always going to know it's me. You know what I mean? No matter what it reminds you of or whatever it makes you feel like, it's still going to be me. You going to know that. You going to hear it. Yeah. Man, speaking of like people's taking things from Detroit, I was. It feels like Mo, with Motown Records too, and everything. Even it's like the, the Jackson Five and stuff like that. It's like obviously Eminem, Proof, and D12, and all that. Even Jay Dilla and Slum Village. It's like all these things. House music, right? Techno music. Like before, I didn't know that techno music came from Detroit. Even when I was a hip hop fan of detroit i didn't know that that yeah, techno, tech, techno music started right here and everybody in detroit even the rappers we grew up listening to techno music and it's like that's why we got a whole different approach about us we kind of like we kind of unpredictable as artists in a sense yeah it's like nobody feels the same you would never run into nobody in detroit <laughs> that's gonna say the same exact shit to you as the last artist right Unless you, like, get back down to the people that's, like, you know, more basic. Like, people that just rap about, you know, people that's doing the same shit in the city that everybody already know. The hustle, the, the all of that kind of shit. You know what I mean? Right, right. It's all good and shit. It's all cool until 
people really start looking for some shit and be like, right now I got people seeing it's a new shit. That's how I feel. Like I dropped two singing projects. I did that shit. Like I knew exactly what I was doing. I knew people was going to be wanting more rap shit, but it wasn't time for that yet. Right. It's all about like, it's all about the way you give it to them and about the way you really let people into what, what's going on with you. Like, and if you give people too much, they can get lost and confused. And they stop understanding who you are as an artist and what you stand for. I don't think people ever lost sight of who I am and what I stand for in my music. I feel like I've been pretty clear on that. Like consistent, yeah. Like all since I've been dropping music, everything is like a like a like a really like a a, a bio, like a fucking biopic of my life, really. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that and that's what makes it uh, attractive to listen to. Uh, you know. I mean, eclectic, we're talking about eclectic music styles, but you're, we're talking about that combined with the consistent message. Is that? Is yeah, that the yeah, idea? yeah, word. Yeah, yeah and that's exactly the idea. Like, just, and it's like, people, like, a lot of people perceive shit different than me because they look on the internet, and it, from the internet, it look like I'm super successful, you know? But mm-hmm. it's like, man, I still work a job. Like, I still, I'm still balancing life and you know, and my music, and that's another point where people can relate to me at, because I'm not, I'm not afraid to tell you that, give you advice on how to keep it going, tell you, like, you know what I mean, what to invest in, you have to invest into yourself, but you can't invest in yourself, to yourself with nothing, you know what I mean? Mm. You gotta have some type of income, you can't be too, you can't, like, being Hollywood ain't fucking acting funny towards people, being Hollywood is not doing what the fuck you gotta do to make it. Yeah, it, it seems. I mean, it seems every rapper that comes out, uh, they got a video out. People automatically think either that they're super successful or rich or something, or like how they they'll like get mad or like ask like, "What does this guy do for a living? How does he make money?" What I don't know. Like that's for you to figure out. What listen to his music and then like think yeah, about like it. People see your, people see your videos and shit and just perceive one thing that you and that's been like a struggle for me often like. People always just like, oh, he got it like that, or oh, he he did this and he did that, so he feel like he better than. I mean, yeah, I know my music better than motherfuckers. That don't have nothing to do with the fact that I don't think I'm better than other people as a person. Like that shit has nothing to do with that. You got to be competitive. You have to know your worth and your and the power in your punch. Honestly, you got to know the power in your punch, bro. Mm. And it's like if your shit don't ever fail you as a warrior, and you always come out on top, you always come out a champion. Can't nobody say shit. Mm-hmm. Can't nobody say nothing. It's like, what can you really say to Floyd Mayweather? Mm-hmm. He can talk all the shit he want, but he back all that shit up. He way he pay like he way. You <laughs> feel me? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You have to. Yeah, yeah. I've always got that from your music too. It's just like a there's a strength behind it, man. You know, that's that's it's just. But even in the singing, it's not it's not all aggressive or uh, abrasive, but. Even in the singing, there's a strength behind it. What you've said that your your influences are. There's a song I think where you say like a list of the artists that you are basically those artists wrapped up into one plus something else. Like it was what is it? John Legend. I don't know if you know the list I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, it was a while ago. I don't really remember those bars too well, but it was a lot of artists that I'm influenced by that I have spoke about. It was more, but it was a lot of artists I have spoke about in that line. Yeah, it's like if you can, if you, it's like if you get it, it's like a lot of people not gonna know when it's me or when it's not me on this album, and that's why I did it with no features on it because people ain't gonna believe it's just me by myself on this one. Uh, I brushed up on my skills so well to the point where this shit is better than anything I ever released, bro. Lyric wise, content wise, flow pattern wise, like it's like I keep evolving as an artist, and I can't believe it. Mm. I keep finding new pockets within my old flows. I keep on finding ways to remix and double step and triple step and do shit with my words that I used to do before. Or like, it's like, it's it's constantly like chemistry, man. It's like when you constantly like change the atoms and shit, change the chemical breakdown and shit, you're going to keep coming up with new shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Are you, are you, would you say that you were like a self-taught, uh, as far like lyricist or or did you like was there specific guys who influenced you lyrically because you do so much with the with your voice and with your your rhymes like 
Did you just spend hours and hours at it, like the the, the ten thousand hours kind of theory, or was it just a lifelong thing, or, or what kind of what kind of inspired you to start practicing so much and just writing so crazy? Man, I feel I feel like this shit was destined for me, bro. A lot of people like are gonna say that shit to you, but it's like, dog, rapping a song is just as easy as me waking up and breathing. Like I like I wake up out of my sleep and write verses, bro. Like that I that I thought of in my dreams, bro. Yeah. Like that shit been happening to me since I was a little kid. I used to wake up, go to school with fucking lyrics all the way from the palm of my hand all the way up my fucking shoulder because I ain't have shit else to write on and I couldn't forget it. Fuck. You feel me? Like, like one of like like one of the songs from saying to me. Like I remember like it was like when me and my uh. My girl first started dating. It was before we had the baby and everything. I woke up one morning and just went in my fucking closet, dog, like looking for something to write on. Yeah. And I found the fucking, I found the top to a shoebox. And I just wrote the whole fucking song on the shoebox without the beat. Like it was a, it was an R&B track too. Like I was like, I got to get this shit out of my head. I woke up and I just went in my closet and wrote it. My girl was talking to me and shit, trying to get my attention. I wouldn't say shit to her until I was finished with the song. Like, I just couldn't, dog. Like, that shit just be possessing me and taking over me. Like, I feel like I'm really, like, I was really put here as a vessel to fucking spread the word about, like, self, self-respect self and, you know, self-worth and fucking, like, help people appreciate themselves. It don't matter if you're a rapper or not. That's not why I make music. I don't make music because I want motherfuckers to rap. I'd mm-hmm. rather for my fans to not rap. <laughs> you feel me like if it was some, if it was some other shit that I would have been able to do with my life that could have happened because of you know like me not having felonies or me being able to go to the military or some shit or do anything else some different I would be doing it so if it's like people got a chance to do some other shit do it you don't want to fucking go through what I go through because a lot of people ain't got the sacrifice in them to do music mm-hmm you're going to have to sacrifice a lot. You're going to have to be broke as fuck. A mm-hmm. lot. You're going to have to put in a lot more work than you're going to get back at the beginning. But it's all, it's like, what mean the world to you? You got to ask yourself that shit all the time. What what mean the world to you? What is something that you really feel like you will push yourself to do it all for? Because mm-hmm. a lot of people say they want to live their dreams, but this is how I look at my dreams. If, if my dreams can be lived with me going to get a fucking career, and going to get a cubicle job or some shit, they not dreams. Right. The shit has to be far past being fathomable. That shit got to be something that you can never, like, even think you can ever reach. If you can't change your life and everybody around you, then what the fuck you doing it for? If you're not going to go for the gusto, why you in it? Mm-hmm. If you want to go to the Olympics, why the fuck you going to be cool with coming in second place? You want the fucking gold. You don't want to like that's that's stupid as fuck to me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You don't want to. You don't want to be sitting around being subpar with niggas, man. Right, right. You want to fucking. You want to. You want to sit over there and play with them, or you want to fucking. You know what I'm saying? You want to. You want to go get rings with the champions, dog. And it's like nowadays in the whole industry, the way that niggas' skill sets are. I don't got no problem with nobody. Because if everybody, if, if motherfuckers like Lil Yachty and all them is doing what they're doing and they deserve it in some kind of way because they put in some kind of work in, mm-hmm. does that mean I got to respect it or like it? No, the fuck it doesn't. Because mm. I feel like most of these cats is like a player that's on the fucking Cleveland Cavaliers that you've never seen on the fucking court, but they got rings still. Right, 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 right. So if this was like, so if this was like, um, what movie is that? Semi-Pro? Uh, Will Ferrell? Yeah, if this movie was Semi-Pro, <laughs> then, then these rap niggas would be like Ed Monix. Oh, man. Yeah, it's like there's all these... Yeah. A whole bunch of motherfuckers that, that sat on the bench, but they wearing their rings and shit. Right, right. And then there's this thing against haters, like where, you know, it's like if you hate on a kind of music, it's like, oh, what, a, sip some more haterade, like... But there's you should have a right to kind of discriminate against the music as far as man. See, look, man, back in the '90s and shit, and back when I was growing up, really listening to music and all that shit, it wasn't no Lil Yachty's and shit. Yeah, it was all Andres and Jay Z's. Right. That's because the game was held at a certain standard, and motherfuckers couldn't come in it with no bullshit. Or you wasn't gonna last. Mm-hmm. 
niggas is gonna clown you. You can make you can make club bangers without being whack. Mm. You can make feel good music without being trash. Look at Drum. Drum got content in this shit, but he don't have to be super lyrical with it. Exactly. He's still saying shit that people can relate to. Right. It's like people think you got to dumb your shit down and water it down, and that's what's really killing us off. They already know. Like, shit lacking content, and, like, hip-hop is the black community. Mm-hmm. Regardless of who else, who else like, like, anybody else from another fucking race that's coming into hip-hop needs to just say thank you, because it don't matter. You don't see a whole bunch of black motherfuckers doing country music. Mm-hmm. You don't see a whole bunch of black people doing fucking mariachi Spanish music. Or playing hockey, you got people, a, you got a couple of people, them. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. You don't see a bunch of black people playing hockey. <laughs> Motherfuckers need to say thank you because whatever what the fuck we doing, we we inspire y'all and we allow y'all to come into our lifestyle. Right. By by allowing motherfuckers to rap, you feel me? And that's what people didn't understand about like the whole Eminem shit. Like the city accepted Eminem after a certain point, and they didn't. They didn't. It was hard for him because it was supposed to be. Hmm. So ain't none this, of this shit supposed to. It ain't supposed to be easy for you. How the fuck would you feel if somebody could just come into some shit that we've been doing naturally just because this is our life? So it's an outlet for us to tell other people around the world what we've been going through in America as minorities. Right. Since the beginning of time, this shit ain't got nothing to do with people and the police killing motherfuckers right now or none of that shit like that. This shit been happening forever. It's been like. It's been like cops fucking with people and doing all kind of weird shit to them forever. Yeah, it's nothing new. It's... But it's like, but it's like that's what that's where Wu Tang and shit came from. That's where DMX came from. Motherfuckers was they was infatuated by a strong black guy's story. Yeah. It wasn't no high end fashion. It wasn't no all of that shit. It was it was whatever we had. Yeah. It was bubble. It was bubble goose coats and fucking Timberlands and shit because that's all people could afford in the hood. Right. The Wu Tang. You know yeah, and it's they like, like now them. everybody, now everybody doing shit with fashion and that's cool and all. But back then it wasn't easy for a white rapper to just come stand next to Onyx or stand next to Naughty by Nature or some shit and just blend in. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cannabis or something, but. But music, but music was way, way more substantial then. That shit had way more texture to it, right? I and mean, nobody yeah. was, nobody was running around chasing behind another person's shadow, trying to fit in the shape of it. You feel me? Right. That's all it is now, isn't it? It seems like there's like these archetypes. It's, a, it's just all, it's just all cookie cutter bullshit, bro. Mm-hmm. For real, like it's like all these artists nowadays, like. They they running around trying to be another fucking person. They don't even know who they are. You can hear it in the you can hear it in the sound. They don't even know who the fuck they are. You trying to be the next motherfucker that's trying to be the next motherfucker. Exactly. And then, but these but this it gets plays too though. Is what's crazy. It gets views and plays like a lot of this cookie cutter stuff, right? Yeah, but that shit don't last. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah, like people yeah, it's like people listening to Lil Yachty and all them and shit right now. But yeah. when that's all said and done, when that's all said and done, people still gonna go turn on Polo Sporting Goods by Rich. Mm. You feel me? Like it's like people are still gonna turn that project on because that's a classic. That shit got bars. That shit got like stuff people can relate to. Like that song "Special Gem" is amazing. Like the way like the, I'm 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 attracted to like how colorful people are with expressing themselves. Yeah, painting the picture for me and showing me something. And that's what I feel like, like, I, I would say, like, to going back to your other question about, you know, who would influence me, who would I say? I would really say Biggie, honestly, dog. Like, I don't know if a lot of people hear Biggie influence in my raps, but mm. just the way that I express myself and the way that I can paint a picture for you and show you exactly everything that's going on is so nostalgic. I want you to damn near be able to smell the cologne in the room if I'm talking about a girl in a dress. Right. You feel me? Yeah. Like, like the shit, like the shit has to be a certain kind of way, and I feel like people just not strict enough on their shit no more. That's like working for a fucking auto company, and then just half-assing all the parts for the rest of the time y'all open. Everybody gonna crash, all y'all shit gonna get recalled. You feel me? 
yeah. You can't just you can't just do that shit, man. You can't just do it like that, bro. It gotta be it gotta be a little bit more uh fucking like Swiss mechanism to the shit, man. Motherfucker gotta do this shit like I'm I'm making my shit like I'm creating a Rolex, not a Casio, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what's to be said about musicians who just want to like get, do their music, right? But are we are we discussing like people who are trying to get in the game, like shoehorn themselves in the game, but then they don't have the longevity, so it's kind of like what, like why should we listen? Is that the argument? Like, I mean, I mean, no, nah, not really. I mean, shit, man, get it, get it where you can. You can't blame a motherfucker for seeing the opportunity and right, going right, for right. it. That was the whole thing I was saying about going for the gusto. Right, right. So it's like. If you whack and you know your shit ain't that good, or like, I mean, it's like if you know your shit is just on some party shit, stay in that lane. But don't don't start sitting up here trying to talk like lyrical niggas and start don't start talking like you a hip hop heavyweight. Don't ever in your life go to saying that you better than a motherfucker or you the best this or that because y'all not even trying to be the best y'all self right now. So how the fuck is you the best at anything? Yeah, yeah. You're not even putting out the best music you could possibly put out. You're not even taking your time with your shit. That's where hip hop niggas start getting upset. So like, hold your fucking horses, pipe the fuck down. Like they be needing reminders. You know what I mean? Right. You got these like free, like double XL freestyle, all, all the ciphers you see nowadays. It's not like it used to be. That's just a fact. When was the last time you? When was the last time you heard an album that inspired you to go get up and do something different with yeah. yourself? Yeah, something that changed your well, life. Well, honestly, honestly, answer that question. Answer like, when was the last time? An album like gave you the tingles. I'm gonna say like some shit. I'm gonna actually answer. It was uh, Absol's Control System. I don't know if you call that an album, but that was what was that? What was that? The project that he just released? No, that was like 2012. Okay, yeah. See, and that's been a minute. Yeah, it has been a minute. And it's like people not people not doing shit like that no more. I set out the whole last year to try to give everybody in my city and in other cities that I've been a chance to see what they was going to do, how they was going to make an impact on the people. Nobody said shit that was worth anything, bro. <laughs> like, the shit was, like, the shit was upsetting, bro. I was unmoved. I'm still unmoved. Mm. Even the soul shit I'm hearing, even the soul shit I'm hearing ain't even really soul. Mm-hmm. I'm from Detroit. Right. Like, the soul shit, the, the soul shit that I'm hearing is not soul. So when a, I heard when I heard trap, just imagine how how bad like that shit kind of like made me feel when I heard trap soul compared to sang sang to me or sang for me. Yeah, I dropped sang for me. I dropped sang for me right before that shit came out, and it's like I feel like all underground artists compete with industry artists on a certain scale. You feel me? Because it's like our projects be better. A lot of people projects be just as good, if not better. And then like that's when all of the shit started getting cloudy, you feel me? It's like, damn, like these motherfuckers dropping this. And if you go listen to his project compared to the five tracks that I dropped as an EP, you tell me, man. I don't even gotta say it. Like you tell me what you think. You know what I mean? Just 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 listen to the beat production. And how me and my boys actually did live instrumentation on that whole album and how I recorded that whole album in five days of meeting these producers. We were strangers to each other when we made Sang for Me. Can you tell me a bit about them? Is this Jerry Parker and these guys or, or who are the... Uh, no, no. Uh, Jerry Parker is um one of my really close friends and like one of my like good producers. We oh. actually got like a... We actually got kind of like a Dr. Dre Ice Cube kind of story because we fell out a few times or whatever, and we came back around and started working again. And uh. this this new album is like the first music we made together since we've been back seeing eye to eye. Uh. And I'm gonna tell you straight up, like this is some of the best music I ever made in my life, bro. But uh, the guys from uh, sang for me, B uh, Way and uh, Charles Wilson. Those those two cats, man, they amazing, bro. I met them through a, a female rapper that I knew, and I went to the studio to meet them, mm-hmm. and we just started vibing right then and there. Like I started like trying to make up songs and shit, just harmonizing and singing, while while B Way was just playing on the MPC, just making setting up a drum pattern. And he's so quick, like he had, he had the drum pattern right there. He he jumped on the keyboards and shit, started jumping on the moog and shit. 
Now these guys yeah, older. Yeah. These guys a bit older generation than you, or no, no, nah, nah, man, we all just the same age. Oh, cool, <laughs> cool, cool. No, so they had their own studio, and they just like what they're multi instrument instrument uh, players. Like the guy plays guitar and bass and whatnot. And yeah, keys. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. Uh, one of my guys, um, actually melodic. He uh, he plays the bass. And my friend from middle school, Nate. He's a uh, uh, Nate Hicks. He uh, he plays the drums for me. And he actually just started rapping, so he's about to start dropping some music and shit soon. Huh. Um, Charles Wilson is the engineer. He uh, he engineered all of the songs for that project, and that was actually the first project I stepped aside and let somebody else mix and master because you know all of the other stuff I ever did, I did myself. What's the so? Is there like label support and stuff for hip hop right now in Detroit? I mean, as far as major labels go, like, or is it just a lot of independent? things going on there's never there's never really been any label support in detroit right you just our city ha- is honestly overlooked on that scale yeah. but we get it we get a few cats get lucky sometimes and make noise and they be late to the bandwagon already but i plan on making a big impact this year i can't really disclose everything i got planned or yeah what features i will be doing in the past and all of that shit but it's a lot coming for me. You're going to be seeing a lot of me this year. And a lot of, when I say a lot of me, I mean a whole lot of me. Yeah, I'm excited to the point. Uh, yeah, just. Yeah, so my, um, thinking, I'm thinking um, spring dropping the album. So um, cool. before the spring, maybe maybe uh, like the end of February, I might be dropping my first single. Dope. We want more videos, man. <laughs> this album, I'm dropping all videos. Ooh, I was just going to say that. That'd be awesome. I was thinking that the other day. It's just like, I'd like to have more videos to share of your stuff, man. That's videos, I don't know. They just, uh, it's a good way to share to share the music, right? The visuals with it, too. Yeah, uh, everything is really, like, set up. So it's like, you probably won't be getting another video. I mean, probably won't be getting another song from me without a video, so. Nice. I'm stoked. I'm stoked. I'm stoked. All right. And that's the, that's the only thing that's really holding up the project. And it's like, I've been done with it since last year. I'm just shooting videos now. The album is done. The artwork is done. We're just getting visuals together and setting up dates for shows and stuff like that. That's gotta be a nice uh, place to, to be at, to kind of feel like sitting on the project, just final touches and all that. And, just kind of know. I mean, shit. I'm working on. I'm working on my next shit already. So. <laughs> oh, okay. So that's what you do. You just go on to the next one right away. Yeah, I mean, I've been. I I got about probably like ten projects that are unreleased. Oh, crazy. You're like Prince. I got, I got about. I got about like about about like sixty songs at one studio. About like ten songs on my other engineer's laptop and shit. And then I probably got another like. 30 songs or some shit like laying around at another studio probably at Roy shit maybe at Roy studio or something I got some other songs oh yeah you recorded there uh, did you get him on anything or uh, well you don't have to say if it's uh, secret no 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 it ain't no features on this album <laughs> oh, right, no right. features on this album yeah. at all whatsoever not on the vocals no oh yeah you were just recording there or something I think the only only thing I got on there that's not even a feature is a uh, file is on a skit on the album who File. Oh, okay. File is a cat from Detroit that uh from the west side of Detroit. He won uh competition with Red Bull and Eminem and Alchemist, the battling thing. Oh, okay. So um uh what, so yeah, so that's dropping spring, okay. Or that's a maybe. That's a maybe? You don't have a release date yet? We're just waiting on the videos and everything. Ain't not nothing for real. I just want y'all to wait. Yeah. Because <laughs> I know people want it. Yeah. So it's like, it's going to come. And when it comes, it's going to be worth the wait. So I don't oh. say the miss them go around. You know what I mean? You can't give them too much. You can't tell yeah. people too much. Okay. What's So what's the website again? It's ChavisChandler.com, right? Yep, it's gonna be TravisChandler.com. That should be back up and going in March. I'm at, I'm releasing a video game with with the Chop character, <laughs> and actually all of that stuff is illustrated by me as well. I don't know if I said that, but what I got a hit I got a history in graffiti. I used to be a graffiti artist. Oh, so me like, too. 
Yeah, so like it's like I know all the graffiti artists in the D. <laughs> oh, wicked. <clears throat> yeah, man. So like <clears throat> keeping that aesthetic, man. You know, I'm a chef, so the whole chop chop thing started by me <laughs> being the cook. When I would finish my words, I would tell people chop chop. You know what I'm saying? Come get this shit, get it out of here. So like that's how that started. So the whole chop brand is based around music, fashion. And food, man. Food, yeah. like, I want people to come to my. I want people to come to my events and eat. Ah. I want people to have a good time. You know what I mean? Like people don't really get to go anywhere and not spend a lot of money to eat and have a good time. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. That food Listen goes to perfect. Some good music. It goes perfect with good, yeah. It goes perfect with good music. All right, man. It goes hand in hand. Yeah. Thanks again, and uh, we'll be looking out for the album. Alright man, peace man. Chop. Peace, brother. With my friends and them. All about the Benjamin. So squad they act too feminine. Hit the cook so hard that I can't finish up my sentences. Y'all just came to make friends. We just came to kill a shit. I'm your fucking daddy, bitch. Finish up the drawers and I'm sending every nigga. Think you wanna go to war? Whoa. Knock your ass off. This ain't no metaphor, yeah. Bring the fucking case to your front door. I say man dog. Bro, cuz. I done came from nothing, bitch, a buster. These niggas saying that I changed up. Nigga, quit complaining, get your change up. Nigga, I say, man, dog. Bruh, cuz. I'm going for the dust, the fuck you thought it was. Got these niggas saying that I changed up. Huh, nigga, quit complaining, get your. Huh, okay, I step up in this bitch. Looking like I fucking own it. Looking niggas in their eyes, dog. He don't really want it. Uh, fuck these pussy niggas. And fuck all of they homies. I lay the smack down on these candy ass jabroni step box. You don't know me. Oh, got the footy on me. About to turn a fucking ham to some baloney. Use a weak nigga. Damn, look at my strip. I said you weak nigga. Damn, I took your bitch. Uh, fuck the opposition. In all my competition, we ain't rappers, we leaders, they can't really need us, they confidence this, they call us misfits, I took the game from them fake ones, bow down to a great one, meet your bitch, my dick, huh, take a soul, change song, what's with all the fuss, I'm just warming up, taking my time, sick it's time, but love is wrong with your soul, step your rhyming up, you don't see me, bitch, you rhyme as fuck, sweet regardless, I'm sorry, so rapper, they loving my flavor, I'm cooking it better, cover them all, get the papers and fucks, serving the paper, you cooking the garnish, say your shit is gold, that shit looking tarnished, you a disrespectful ass nigga, call yourself an artist, hit that weed, shit, turn it up, Throw it in the garbage spot to end the shit Way before it even fucking started Man, dog, real cuz I done came from nothing, bitch, I bossed up Got these niggas saying I done changed up Niggas quit complaining, get your motherfucking change But just say, man, dog, real cuz I'm going for the gusto, fuck you thought it was Got these niggas saying I done changed up Nigga, quit complaining, get your motherfucking change I got hands, 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 man, dog, bro, cuz I got hands